The Chat Spotlight, Episode 26. Hey everybody, what's up? Yanni Lunga here and welcome, welcome, welcome to this 26th episode of the Jazz Spotlight podcast. Another great guest here and you know I'm really excited about that. But before I go more into details about today's guest, I want to tell you a couple of things because now in addition to, you know, SoundCloud, the website, Stitcher, YouTube, you can find the podcast on two new places, Spreaker and Mixcloud. So if you are using those platforms, you can find the podcast at thejetspotlet.com slash Mixcloud for the Mixcloud platform or thejetspotlet.com slash Spreaker for the Spreaker platform. Back to today's guest. You remember last week I had the sensational Didi Bridgewater here on the podcast who talked about her career, many great things, and also gave some advice to, you know, musicians and singers similar to what Zara McFarlane did on episode 19 she also gave some advice to singers and I have another fantastic singer here today who's gonna talk about her inspiration her latest album that has just been released very recently and she's gonna talk about her future plans she's Cyril Emery ladies and gentlemen Cyril Emery is here on the show today so like always just remember that you find the links to all the things Cyril and I talked about at thejetspotlet.com slash episode 26. And I would also like to invite you to leave a review and ratings to the iTunes page of the podcast. So please spend a minute to go to thejetspotlet.com slash show to give a short review and short ratings to the podcast. I would really appreciate that. Now let's get down to business and have some fun. Here is a just talk with Cyril Eme. Enjoy. Hey, what's up everyone? Yanni Lunga here from the Jet Spotlight Podcast and welcome to this new episode. Another great guest here today, another great singer. You remember maybe from episode 19, I had Zara McFarlane on the podcast and more recently episode 25, I had Didi Bridgewater on the podcast and you know, they talked about their careers, they gave some advice and today I have another great singer here, you know, she's gonna tell us more about herself, about her new album that I just hit the stores around a week ago and she also gonna give out some advice so you know if you're a singer or you're planning to you know to start singing this episode is definitely f for you you know let's get started right immediately because i want to hear from from her it's with great pleasure that i welcome on the show siri leme hey how are you i'm good how are you I'm great. First of all, you know, thank you for being on the podcast. I'm I'm really excited about this about this episode. I'm excited too. All right. Let's get started. You know, let's start. Let's take a couple of steps back. Let's start from from your childhood. You know, you grew up in France. You were born in uh, Saint-Maurice-sur-Seine, like the hometown of the legendary Django Reinhardt. And it's interesting that you have an interesting background that your mom is Dominican and yeah. your your dad is French. And I was reading in an interview uh, that you had that you said that you have been uh, traveling and living abroad quite a lot in in different places. Is that is that correct? Yeah, my my father moved around a lot and so we we followed and so by the time I was uh, 20 I had already lived in four different continents 
That, that's unbelievable. It's, it's incredible. You know, I feel, I feel jealous that you've been traveling <laughs> so much. And, you know, how do you think your cultural background and this, the fact that you have been living in four continents, you know, like, and you have been traveling so much, how do you think that has impacted you both as a person as a, as a singer? A lot. It impacted me a lot as a, as a person, like you say, uh, you, 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 you become very adaptable you you get uh, uh, it's easier for you to adapt to different cultures and then uh, musically um, as a musician it it's very enrich enriching because uh, not just the musical experiences but meeting different people discovering uh, new cultures and um, and listening to different types of music it's it's really it makes you grow as a musician mm -hmm. And you mentioned different types of music. What were your influences growing up? Were there some singers in particular that you know you were a big fan of, and you kind of tried to follow their footsteps? Yeah. Um, well, when I was little, um, my, my parents are not musicians, but they love music. My mother loves to dance, and she would always put salsa, merengue in the house. And my father liked classical music. And but when I when I met the the family of Django Reinhardt, the Gypsies, I became really in love with this type of music and, and jazz in particular. And I think my very biggest, uh, my first biggest crush was Ella Fitzgerald. Okay, a very, very big name. And how about today? Are there some artists today that you know are still influencing you? Every day. Um, since Ella, there's been so many. And today, uh, I, I really like how the people that are making music are get, are younger and younger because uh, because the internet helps a lot the, the kids to get uh, uh, inspired and so people are making music uh, earlier and I really love the new young artists and as, as jazz singers there's a lot of French jazz singers mm -hmm. that I like I also love Becca Stevens and mm -hmm. Gretchen Prilato and and um, many many bands mm -hmm. and your first stage experience i was reading that it was at the age of 14 at the Django festival and you said that the there was a crowd of about 3000 people like pretty big deal what what do you remember about that moment i remember that i was i was trembling like a leaf <laughs> i was really 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 nervous and and uh, but at the same time uh, i I still remember the feeling of excitement and the feeling that I wanted to do this again and again and again. And today, some years later, is there a, a performance in particular where you had similar kind of feeling? Yeah, I, I have a, I have this um, often. Okay. I I like. Um, a club in New York called Smalls Jazz Club, and uh, it's it's got a big uh, past to it, a lot of uh, history to this club. A lot of great le legends played there, and and there's it's always packed with musicians. And whenever I play there, I I get nervous because I know everyone in the audience is a musician. Mm -hmm. But also, I got this feeling this year when I played on that same stage, the Django Reinhardt Festival in my hometown, for the first time as a 
as my own act with my own band and it was it was really intense because I knew it was 5,000 people and I knew everybody <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's like you have had an incredible career and I think what is also really interesting about your career is the fact that you have participated in quite many uh, prestigious uh, vocal competitions, singing competitions like the Montreux Jazz Festival uh, vocal competition, the really famous Thelonious Monk uh, Jazz vocal competition. How do you think it changes between you know performing at a competition like those and performing at a jazz festival or jazz club uh, it's very different uh, the the nerves that you have are different kind of nerves mm-hmm. and uh, you know that when you're playing a concert no one is judging you mm-hmm. and uh, here the point is that you're playing for judges by the way sorry to interrupt you are you sure no one is judging you because you said a moment ago at Smalls that you know that oh yeah well the musicians <laughs> they're you know they want to see what you got, but, uh. <laughs> but you know, they're not going to give me a grade. Or, uh. <laughs> but um, in, in a concert, you can just, it's easier to concentrate on just mm-hmm. having fun. And uh, it's a little harder in the competition, but I think the point is that you have to imagine that it's a concert. Mm-hmm. And it's just harder to go through that mentally, but you, that's what you have to do. And, you know, some of the listeners of the podcast are music students or are just starting out with uh, performing, singing. Uh, what kind of advice would you have for those that maybe are thinking about, you know, participating in a competition? What kind of advice would you have for them? Um, I would say just really have fun and really be yourself. Try, don't try to, to be... Um, to prove anything, don't try to become a better, um, just be exactly how you like to be in natural. No, that's very that's very good advice because I think that sometimes maybe because of the pressure yeah. of judges being there, uh, many participants feel like ah okay I have to do this when this is not something they would usually yeah do. exactly. Yeah. And and what about performing uh, at clubs and festivals? What tips would you have for you know your colleague and artists who are, who are performing at festivals and venues, especially for like you have been traveling so much, so you have been also uh, in contact with so many different audiences and culture what advice do you have um, I think I would give uh, the advice that was given to me uh, a while ago um, which is to to try to speak to the audience and and don't don't be afraid uh, mm-hmm. because I, I remember I used to I, I'm fine when I sing and then in between the songs I would get all tense and didn't mm-hmm. know what to say and mm-hmm wouldn't say anything Mm -hmm. and it really makes a difference when you have something to say about the song or when you look at the audience and and be nice because they came from they chose that one night uh, they bought a ticket they came to see you so you have to acknowledge their presence Mm -hmm. no that's very true and uh, in a way it it, like uh, kind of connects with something uh, Jamie Cullum said on episode 21 because at some point he talked about uh, performance so also the kind of the you know performing side of being an artist so like you said kind of you know what to do in between uh, uh, songs or you know 
uh, after the concert. So it was definitely a very good advice that you gave, and you know, to try to. I, I mean, I don't know because I'm not an artist, but I think that, for example, you know, to to kind of see if it's a festival, for example, to see who has played before you, yeah. or to you know, to kind of say something about the place. So some small thing that that I know because I've been <laughs> in the audience. I know that uh, you know people really like to, uh, to yeah. hear like yeah. like those kind of things. And now uh, another question about gigs before we go more into your new album. Uh, you have now released quite many albums, and you know how do you choose a set for for a for a gig? In the sense that you know how do you make sure that that you know someone that had just found out about you with it's a good day, also kind of get to know more about you with your past. How do you combine you know kind of your past and present in a way with with the well, sets? My present is filled with my past. Mm-hmm. It's it's in there because it's through there that I got here mm-hmm. but um, I guess I like sets that that are very varied mm-hmm. I like to sing in different languages wow. I like different tempos different styles um, and I love you know I'm I for me lyrics are very important mm-hmm. I like to really make sure uh, lyrics are something that I can relate to and the audience can relate to mm-hmm. um, and also, everything depends of the band I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. If I'm playing with my, the band I'm playing with uh, these days, my, my new band from It's a Good Day, we like to play the repertoire from that album. If I play with a surreal band, which is my more straight-ahead band, we play more more standards, jazz standards. When I play mm-hmm. with Diego, the Brazilian guitar player I, I recorded some duo records with, we do more Brazilian songs and French songs and we have different arrangements with mm-hmm. every band. And another, a uh, last question before <laughs> going to, to the about your album. Uh, you've you have performed in so many uh, cities, countries, venues, festivals. Is there a place that you haven't been yet, or a couple of places that you haven't been yet that you would love to perform to? Oh, many, 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 many. Okay, many. let's hear it. <laughs> uh, um. I'd like to perform more in South America mm-hmm. because I've only performed there in a couple countries like Brazil and Ecuador. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of my fans, because I can see on Facebook, mm-hmm. a lot of them are from there mm-hmm. because they, I guess, since I speak Spanish, we can uh, connect. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'd like to play in Russia for some reason. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'd love to play. Uh, some more there mm-hmm. and um, I mean everywhere I want to play more in France because I haven't played there a lot and it's my country mm-hmm. and I want to go to I want to play in China I want to play in Russia mm-hmm. many what, places what many places you know I really hope for you that you will be able to bring your music to those countries and who knows maybe some festival organizers you know from those countries or club owner is listening to the podcast right now so <laughs> you never know finger crossed now let's talk about it's a good day it's been about a week since the record has hit the stores and uh, on september 9th there is the release party in new york city at the rockwood uh, music hall so you know i'm sure that you know that new yorkers are really excited about that and you know what can they expect from the release party why should they be there? Oh, because they should. <laughs> uh, they, 
there it's gonna be well it's gonna be a party so it's gonna be really fun and we're gonna be playing all the new brand new music from the from the record from it's a good day and i think we're all so excited that it's gonna show on stage mm-hmm. you know sounds sounds like the place to be rockwood music hall september 9th if you're in new york that's the place to be and now tell us a little po- a little bit more about it's a good day you know where did you get the inspiration for this uh, latest uh, record um i went really deep inside myself and try to try to figure out who I am as a musician which is a really difficult thing because as a musician when you when you grow and you learn you get inspired by so many other artists and you try to emulate them and then you find another one and you try to emulate this one and and then at some point you took pieces of everything not just artists but also places you've been and people you've met and things that happened to you and and so it's at some point uh, you have to i wanted to stop and realize what what i am really were were what can i bring to the music and i realized um i really love guitar i really love um, gypsy guitar which is where i basically where i'm coming from but then i met diego from brazil and so i really love brazilian guitar i i worked a lot with brazilian guitar and and i came to new york to study jazz and so i love jazz guitar too so i decided to just take all these three guitars which are very different sounding mm-hmm. uh, nylon string steel string and electric and put them together in a band with bass and drums mm-hmm. and so with this band that that uh, i put together um, we became really really good friends and so and so the work after that was really easy and fun mm-hmm. to do looking for songs uh, writing songs uh, going through youtube and finding the the best song to cover that mm-hmm. hasn't been covered yet and and arranging uh, jazz standards to our own way and, and so it it was really uh, a, a great process and now we're so proud of it and we have a lot of fun mm-hmm. performing it Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a it's a interesting uh, thing that you mentioned. You know, the importance of kind of the connection with the uh, members of the band because, in a way, it's something that people kind of take for granted that you know when they see a band they think like oh, okay they're like brothers and sisters or brothers and whatever but it's not always like that and it's something that uh, my colleague of snarky puppy talked about on episode five he, he kind of you know talked about the band and you know how they have that deep connection but now back more in, into your album which is your favorite it's a good day song do you have a favorite one oh Uh, it's it's like I was telling you about with my sets. I, mm-hmm. I think the CD is like that too. It's very varied. There's many different styles and different. Um, uh, I sing in French. Uh, some are my own songs, so it's difficult to choose. the The whole record has really one sound because of the band sound mm-hmm. that that we really worked on. But I think. I think my favorite might be All Love. It's a it's a mm-hmm. ballad that was uh, composed by uh, the son of Django Reinhardt, Babik, mm-hmm. and I wrote some lyrics to it. And while we were recording it in the studio, uh, 
Adrian and I, the, the gypsy guitarist in the band, we were almost crying because we met Babik and mm -hmm. uh, we were at his funeral and, and it was really heavy atmosphere in the studio. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the take, Adrian told me he didn't breathe for the whole, the whole uh, recording. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I mean, I bet that must have been a really kind of emotional experience, and I'm sure that probably every time you perform that that song, you you know, you feel something really deep yeah. in, into your heart. And a question about kind of marketing aspects of releasing a new album. Uh, you know, you have now we've we've mentioned this release part uh, party again, September 9th, New York City, and you know what what are the the steps you think? artists should should take when when releases new material how do you for example yourself how do you you know uh, inform your followers of you know you have a new cd coming out you have a release party coming out how do you pr uh, promote that well um facebook is really for me it's really helpful but mm -hmm. you know to build a fan base you need uh, years it takes mm -hmm. years to to build a a good a strengthy fan base also uh, as well as an email list mm -hmm. and the website and YouTube videos and uh, a CD release party mm -hmm. all these things come together mm -hmm. yeah and what are now your plans for the future now you have just released the album so obviously you will bring that you know around the world and do you have something to share with us where are you gonna be at this this autumn in uh, september october and the following months yeah we have a big uh, tour coming up well it starts with the cd release party on september 9th at rockwood and then we're gonna tour a little bit in the united states then in in october we go to the the west coast mm -hmm. in november we come back to europe we go to france uh, london mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of a lot of dates and then uh, and then after that it'll be a second record and now that you mentioned second record, I have to ask you, do you have already kind of any idea or is just, you know, it's at the back of your mind, but you, you know, you haven't thought about it yet. You have just released the new one. You are focused on that. Uh, well, actually, no, actually we, uh, I, I already know that I want to do it with this band because mm -hmm. it's, it's really, it's, it's a brand new band and we're, we're we're like a family and because we've played so much together we have many 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 songs and so we already have a record worth mm -hmm. of uh, new songs to mm -hmm. to do okay and do you have now i'm sorry but i have to ask you know like i'm sure that your fans also want to know do you have a kind of an idea of when it would be would it be uh, at the end of 2015 or 2016 do you kind of already have an idea? I, no, I have no idea. It depends on the label. Mm -hmm. The label is the one that decides the dates, when to put it out and everything. But we're, we're all ready to record. Okay, but you know, sounds exciting. So you're gonna be in the in the U.S. in in September, West Coast, East Coast, and then back to Europe in October. So November, yeah. Uh, in November, sorry, yeah. It sounds like fun. And if people uh, would like to learn more about you, you know, about your music, your sign up for your newsletter, know about your tours, where can they find you? You mentioned Facebook. 
Yeah, I have a Facebook fan page. Uh, I also have a, a website, which is uh, surrealmusic.com. Surreal, like my name, C-Y-R-I-L-L-E, music.com. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there you can join the email list. You can see videos. Uh, the You can buy CDs and uh, see photos, mm -hmm. read the... Uh, Yeah, and I will make sure to you know to put the links of the things we have talked about uh, at the post that goes with this episode, so that uh, listeners can find all the things. Cyril, before you know we wrap up this episode, I have to ask you: Could could you spend some 15-20 seconds to sing us something, really, whatever you like in whichever language you like? Um. I never cared much for moonlit skies I never winked back at fireflies But now that the stars are in your eyes I'm beginning to see the light That was wonderful. Cyril Aimé, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it and good luck for, with this upcoming tour. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, everybody, we are back. Cyril Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really enjoyed talking to you and it was pleasure having you on. And, you know, I hope you have a great time at the release party that is coming really soon. So Rockwood Musical, New York City, be there. So now about the Jazz Spotlight, you know that the podcast is going to bring you more guests, more resources, more interesting episodes every week. But speaking of, you know, great resources and interesting stuff, there is the new ultimate jazz festivals guide for the month of september that has just been published so you know if you're thinking about where the great jazz festivals are taking place in september or maybe you are about to travel and are thinking mm, i would like to listen to some great live jazz that's the the guide to use and you can find it at the jetspotlight.com slash september 2014 so just type in september and then 2014 and you will be redirected to the jazz festivals guide page for the month of september and here is what i can tell you about the guide that it's really excited the jazz guide features over 60 festivals happening in north america south america europe africa asia and australia super cool if you like it make sure to share it with you know people that you think could use it and could benefit from it and of course if you are a blogging you're blogging about music or festival traveling or most importantly jazz feel free to share it and maybe tweet about it so i can thank you personally i can and i can give you a shout out so this is it for today thank you so much for being with me today looking forward to next week I'm Yanni Lunga and this is the Jet Spotlight Podcast. Take care.